What up? What's up? Apparently we got a special guest because he hasn't been around for a fucking minute. Aiden Moradi. Present. Um, so I know why you were MIA for about three weeks. Uh, we won't go to the fact that the Lakers are in the Western Conference Finals as was predicted. That's got to be the first thing that you say. That's literally the first thing. Like. Because this motherfucker ditched it, would not come on to talk about the Lakers winning. (laughs) Do you think I give a shit? I don't care. Seriously. Lies. If you did, then you'd come on. Do you think I'm hiding from that? Of course not, man. I don't care. Okay, so um, Lakers lost uh, two days ago. um, but uh, Lakers should be down 2-1. They should be down 2-1. Yeah, but you can't say that. Look, okay, so so, uh, what's his name said that same thing, but... If Lakers, if Lakers would have Lakers come out different in game exactly, three, yeah, I get exactly. It. Yeah, like it's a whole game yeah. three is a completely different game, so you can't really even say that. But um, it was a fucking amazing shot by AD. I, it, you can't, nobody can deny that that shot was fucking. That that's like one of those. I don't know about amazing shot. It was a good shot. We came no. off of a screen. He's wide open. He shot it. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a good shot. It's not amazing. But not amazing. It's, it's a good it's shot. It's one of those shots. Let's be real. It's one of those shots that changes. It can help your legacy, right? Like it, it can help him in the narrative of his storyline of his career, right? Let me ask you something. Sure. Do you remember a LeBron game winner in the second round six years ago? It's not a second round though. It's a Western Conference Finals. Okay, third round. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not that can... much different. It's not that much different. Do you do you remember? Yeah. And do you do you take part in saying? Wow, man, that that one shot he hit on Orlando. Yeah, you know exactly the, the conference shot. files, and then and then they got their ass whooped for the rest of that series. Man, that shot, man, that that that's part of LeBron's legacy. Yeah, that's, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, that's what you're telling. Me. Okay, when when that's you have take. when you have a really well, especially LeBron's well, LeBron's team when he had that bad of a team, and they were going basically were. That team, Orlando went to the finals and lost to the Lakers, right? That was a team, right. yeah. That that was like the one shot that you could say that changed the directory of LeBron's career. That's like that's literally where everything turned on him. I, th- I think you mean trajectory. Trajectory, whatever. No, I, I would okay. say losing to the Celtics changed the trajectory of LeBron's career. That's what changed but. Okay. No, no, no. Opinions. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's your opinion. That's the so, like I said, AD. This shot is like the shot that kind of starts or creates a playoff narrative for him. He didn't have any playoff. Like he had a couple of first round win. He had what one first round win and one first round loss. Right. So he really didn't have any playoff experience where he was successful in. And this is a pretty big shot for relatively, I mean, he's 27, not that, no, it's a good, you know? it's a good shot. Hey, it's a playoffs. It's a game winner. It's a good shot. It's I was, not amazing. I was waiting I will for say you. Also, uh-huh. he, he got his ass whooped by Jokic. Like those last like two minutes of the game, back down, back down, pump fake. Well, that's he couldn't even guard Jokic. That's why they were even, even in the lead because on defense, he couldn't do shit. Well, no, that's but the thing. That's the thing. If he would have, if he would have missed that shot, the, the story would have been Jokic po- posting AD all the way underneath the basket and just doing a little flip shot. Right, like that would have that would have been the story for game two. So it just changes. But um, what do you think? How how do you think tonight turns out for them? Let's go that way. In I think like Lakers probably win, you know. But 
I wouldn't be surprised if I'm, I'm I'm not surprised by the Nuggets anymore. Let's just put it that way. I'm not, I'm not caught up. I mean, I was surprised in the jazz series. I was even surprised in in the, in the Clipper series, but I'm not surprised anymore. So if they win tonight's game, I, I almost feel like it, it it sounds about right. Right. You know, like them evening up the series at this point. um, I think they can win this game. I think Jokic is getting a little bit, a little bit more confidence. Jamal Murray needs to play more. You know, I don't know if you saw that stat with his like plus minus. It was like crazy. I think it was in game two or game one. I think it was game two. Mm-hmm. But him being on the court, the four minutes he was off, the four minute, the forty four minutes he was on the court, they were like plus eighteen. And the, the four minutes he was off the court, they were like a minus like five or six. That's a huge difference a huge for four difference, minutes yeah. for four minutes in the game of him not being. Yeah. That's like a massive, massive yeah. difference. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, the, the, obviously, they're going to adjust. Lakers are going to adjust a little bit. Right. They looked a little off to me. They didn't look completely in sync. And dude, I'm I'm telling you, man, LeBron and AD, they those guys have to ball out every game because. You're not going to get consistent production from Caldwell Pope and Rondo and Dwight Howard, and you're not. It's just not going to happen from these guys all the time, man. That's why. That's why LeBron and AD, they, those guys, they can't have off games, yeah. or when they have off games, the Lakers lose flat yeah, out. But it's like, I was telling you that. I was telling you. Yeah, earlier. but homie, they've when only they lost three game, games in the playoffs, so you can't say they flat out like. They, so that means LeBron and uh, AD have only had three bad games. No, they've had a couple of bad games, but you could say the same thing with Denver. If it wasn't for Grant fucking balling out and Morris balling out, they would have lost this game. They could potentially lost this game too. You know, like like you were just saying, if it, if um, what's his name isn't on the court, they're negative. I mean, that tells you how important he is for him to be on the court, right? The plus minus for those two is just as dramatic as yeah. AD. The underdog, everything's important. Every minute's important. Everything's crucial for the underdog. But you're talking about. <laughs> the the champs already proclaimed the champs. Well, yeah. shit. If they're the champs, uh, one one other guys has off night, well, they lose. If, if that, that's pretty well, championship like. Okay, well, not if if, <laughs> if okay, you can say the same thing about the Clippers. Clippers were ranked by experts that said they were going to win. It was like Clippers some, had a, a a bunch of issues. Clippers have, but they a have bunch the two best. Okay. They were what top five players? You could say Kawhi's for sure top five. PG's probably top 10 and they played like shit every single game but Clippers had supposedly the best bench right in all of the league we didn't we didn't even get into the Clippers and I don't even want to make excuses for the Clippers because just watching that game like they didn't they didn't have it but I'll I'll just just put it this way Mm -hmm. Montrez and Lou didn't show up in that series I mean they were they're a huge part of what Mm -hmm. the Clippers did the whole season these guys are putting up 18 points a game off the bench almost each they literally didn't show up for that series they're they're they weren't there like either mentally physically whatever it was they weren't there Paul George and Kawhi didn't play good you know Mm -hmm. those guys they didn't play good and I think a lot of it, it again you said it's an excuse but they didn't play that much together this year. But whose fault is that? You know, the whole... No, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm explaining that. The whole load management thing shows that sometimes it doesn't work because you do need to build chemistry with the player. You do need to spend time playing with your teammates. And so Paul George was injured a little bit. They didn't get that, that play in. You had Pat Beverly had injuries in the beginning of the playoffs. Montrez had his thing with his. There was just a lot, of, and again, not Lou went to a strip club. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, Lou went. To, hey, you know what? That's 
that's one thing. Alex Caruso misses his whoever's wedding yeah. and Lou goes to the strip club. That just shows, we talked about this, but that shows the dedication, right? Gordon Hayward missed the wedding, his that, yeah, chi- child's Hayward birth, too. you know, like he sacrificed that's, the that's birth That's all of his, part of it. You know, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So that, that's a bunch of the issues, but my, they're my pick to win it next year. Honestly, Clippers. if they get a full off, yeah, if they get a full off season together, if they keep those main pieces together, um, they need chemistry. They didn't play together. They they just, you know how it is, dude. You you got to play together. Doesn't matter how good you are, you have to play together. And so, um, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, uh, like you were saying, I I already put a VIP seat for myself and Ali for the parade. You want us to grab one for you too? I mean, we we can. Fuck no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You save me a seat. I'll fucking piss on it when I get there and then leave. Uh, hey, that ain't COVID style. COVID style. You got to keep saying that. <laughs> no, not at all, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's get to the other side. You were pretty accurate with Miami. They are up 3-1 on Boston. Doesn't look like Boston's got... I mean, Boston keeps going up on these fools, and Miami's like, all right, cool, fourth quarter, five minutes left. Let's go after it, and they just fucking dominate. I mean, um, I, I I don't... I, I Obviously, it looks like they're going to win. I don't think it's going to go past six games with them. They, You know, Boston might get one, but um, your bu- buddy Jimmy... Um, uh, I found this little thing. It said, I'll show you, I'll read it to you. And I mean, it's just stamping what you said. The Bulls last made the playoffs in 2017 with Jimmy Butler. The T-Wolves made the playoffs, uh, made the last time they made the playoffs in 2018 with Jimmy Butler. The 76ers' best playoff run uh, of the decade was 2019 with Jimmy Butler. Miami is in the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2014. Jimmy Butler. Not surprising to me at all. I mean, is that that, just, that sound, sounds about right? I told you when when they traded Jimmy Butler away, I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" You know, why so did they the trade him away? Fuck are we? Well, they got you know in return you got Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Markinen. So yeah. it, it looked like a good trade, and the issue with Jimmy is just like the issue with Jimmy everywhere else. He holds people accountable. He holds his teammate and his coaches accountable, and a lot of people don't like that. And we had a a pussy of a coach at the time in Fred Hoiberg who had no spine, and so they wanted him him out, you know? That's that's really what it was. But um, you know how I feel about Jimmy, man. My favorite player. So it's uh, it's not surprising to me at all, like, whatsoever. And You know the interesting thing between the Celtics and the Heat, though, the difference is the end of the games? That's what's been the that's what's been the difference. And what I like so much about Jimmy is if you if you really watch a lot of these games, he does not press to score or any he he gets all his offense in the flow of the game. There's not a lot of ISOs. There's not he just plays. He defers a lot to his players because he plays real, really good basketball. And so at the end of the game, you have Jimmy, who is a killer at the end, but if Tyler Hero's got it going or Robinson's got it going or Bam Adaba, he very easily says, Here, you do your thing right now. Yeah. This is your this is your show. And so that's yeah. why it really works. With the Celtics, on the other hand, you have Tatum and Brown and Kemba, Kemba 
and now uh, Marcus Smart too, and so it's like there's a little bit of a yeah. of a of a tug of war action where it's like who's going to get the last shot, who's going to kind of take control. I don't think they have that synergy like the Heat do. Well, that's what I, the, uh, on a pod with Ali last week I said with two minutes left in the game, maybe one minute left in the game, who do you want on your team out of the players between Miami and and uh, Boston? And in my mind, it was Jimmy. I'd want Jimmy first, what did and then say? T- I don't think Allie's a big Jimmy. Jimmy no, fan, he but well, he, he he didn't say he didn't want Jimmy. He was just saying, you know, I was saying at the end of the game, you know, Miami's got Jimmy to set up things, you know, get things going, flow, whatever it is, uh, set it up, score. Um, Allie was saying, well, you know, Boston has two, and he's right, Kemba and Tatum. It's just. I still trust Jimmy more than those two. You know, there uh, Kemba's a little too small, I think, at this point in the. Uh, Kemba's not great in every situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jimmy, you can't put him in every situation. Yeah, and, but Jimmy, you can. And Jimmy, I won't say he's great at, at anything. He's just ex- excellent or very good at everything. He's a jack right? of all trades. Yeah, he's, a jack, yeah. he's good. He's good at everything. Yeah. He doesn't ex. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't excel yeah. at any one thing. Exactly. You can't take one part of the game. And go. He is so good yeah. at this, but he's good at everything. Yeah. He's yeah. not. He doesn't have weakness. He well, have he's he's like a, uh, what is it, a switch knife or whatever those like uh, where it's like a bunch of different like utility. Swiss Army yeah, knife. Swiss Army yeah, knife. Swiss so, Army. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, do you think it ends uh, this uh, tomorrow night, or do you think it'll go one more game? Do you think it'll go? I think it's gonna go one more game. I mean, Celtics aren't you know. Uh, uh, get run over type of team. Right. So I think they're going to put up a more of a fight. They have good coaching. They have veteran. That I think they're going to, I think they'll win the next game, but I mean, again, wouldn't be surprised if, if Miami gets the it. four games. I think the total margin of victory has been like what? Four points. I mean, it's basically coming to the last shot or last minute of the game. So, um, it'll be a good game either way tomorrow night. Um, and then, um, <laughs> we'll get into, uh, some coaching hirings. Um, uh, the Chicago Bulls selected Billy Donovan. <laughs> Billy the Bull. Billy the Bull. Getting it going. Uh, what do you think? I mean, that, this, is, this is your coach. How are you going to ride with him? You know, initially I wasn't very excited. I was kind of – I didn't really have a reaction. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what to think. And the more I thought about it, you know, he was a two-time champion at Florida. With your boys. He picked, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And he picked up, you know, uh, Russ and KD, not when they were young, young, but not true, true veterans yet, you know. And I think that he understands the young player, you know. So that's what... I'm really looking forward to. He looks like he's a very player-friendly coach. He's obviously very good at what he does. He's got those two national championships, and he's won with more with less in the NBA, I think, than a lot of coaches could have um, in the last couple years, like with OKC. You know, they didn't have a great team, but he did pretty good with them, I think. So I'm happy with it. Um I know they interviewed about 11 other coaches, so it wasn't a quick pick. Um, Who were the other 11? Do you know? I don't know everyone. I know Wes Unsell Jr. was one of them. Good. Um, 
and I'm not sure of the others, but I do know it was it was a good process. So it wasn't like something. I'll tell you this. Okay, th- this is the, this is what I'm excited about at least because this is what I'm okay, begging this for. This is when you know Aiden's excited because she's like, ah, you know what I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> check check this out. This is our first coach in the last 17 years mm-hmm. that we've hired that has had MBA head coaching experience. Just wow. think about that for a second. In the last 17 years, this is the first time we've hired someone wow. who has had NBA head coaching experience. Wow. And that's what I've been begging for for quite a while. I was like, can we fucking hire someone who has experience instead of giving Vinny Del Negro and Fred Hoiberg and fucking Tim Floyd and um, whoever else uh, an opportunity? You know, it's like <laughs> and the only one that worked out was Tibbs. Yeah. Tibbs, Tibbs was the only one that worked out. But besides that, um, it hadn't, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that at least. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Tibbs in New York? Um, I hope they do really shitty. No, I mean, say I hope they. Suck, no, but I mean, you know, but you know, it's probably a good pick for them. You know, Tibbs. Do you think their 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 uh, players are what suit his coaching? I don't think so. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a, obviously it's gonna it's a process there no matter what. Um, but no, I think they're probably like definitely two years away before they. They really do anything two years, three years away. They have to probably change a lot of their lineup to yeah. fit what Tibbs wants to do, I think. Yeah. I think his move there is, like, it's serious, you know? Like, it's not like a move to, like, Minnesota where he's like, all right, I got this head coaching job. I'm going to do what I can. I think he's probably taking it, like, let, let me do what I can here, you know? Well, so he's I, a, I think it's going to be. And he's not wearing two hats. He's just the coach. He's not the GM. Yeah. He's not the president. Right. He, he's literally, he gets the, somebody gets him the players, and he has to play, you know, get those players to the status that he wants them to be or needs them to be. So um, that's a good thing. What about Nash in Brooklyn? How do you think that's going to be suit? I, I hope it comes crashing, tumbling, burning down. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. I don't know how Kyrie and Katie is going to work out. To me, those are two like fairly, fairly selfish players. So I don't know. I don't know I if really KD is selfish. Um, but I will say that um, there are two players that are very emotional, maybe off the court, and I don't know how that will... Like, on the court, they all seem like they're buddy-buddy, you know, wherever they play, but off the court, they, um, you know, they may not. And New York, you know, everyone's... You don't live too far from each other, you know? Everyone's on top of each other, so uh, I I don't know how that's going to be, but... I think look, if nothing else, just having those two players on your team in the East, your top five team. Minimum. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Um, for sure. So uh I And they have a decent squad, you know. They don't that's not like it's just Yeah. No, Dimwitty, they got Dimwitty who Levert, yeah, you know, yeah, they got yeah, their yeah. their um in the middle like they they have a decent squad yeah. like they have complementary pieces for like Kyrie and KD so yeah it's going to be interesting I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out um, like but you heard the news about how the NBA not potentially might not start till after the new year right 
Yeah, January. And I think I was listening to a couple uh, pods and reading an article or two, and I think most of the focus isn't about just the COVID aspect. It's trying to start up the season with fans in the stadium as opposed to, you know, just playing in an empty arena because that's different playing, you know, where they're playing right now is different than playing in a, you know, stadium or uh, arena with 18,000 empty seats, right? So I think they're trying to set it up where, hey, look, January looks like potential will be kind of back to normal, hopefully, and, you know, get, you know, even if you get 10,000 people in the stadium, that's, or 5,000, that's significantly more than having empty arena, even though I've kind of enjoyed hearing, you can still hear a little bit, have you, you know, uh, the little shit talking that they do on the court, um, because the court the, very little, but yeah. Well, if you have if you do it on the ESPN app, they have the three different like cameras, and you actually pick up quite a bit if you if you really focus on it. But uh, either way, um, let's get to the next topic at hand. And I was going to so I played um, uh, this is the, I saved this because I wanted to bring it up with Ali, but I I figured you might be more up to this. Can you name <clears throat> so the two thousand eight draft? Your boy was in there, right? Uh, can you name other players that were in that draft? Guards. I won't even go beyond that. Can you name any other guards, guards only in the two thousand eight draft? I just know Michael Beasley off the top of my head. Um, so Mario Chalmers. Let me. Uh, I have two different things I'm pulling up. I have one that's okay. So you have you said who? No, I think that's wrong. I said Mario Chalmers. I actually think no, this post is wrong, but it says guards in the 2008 draft. It has you so tell John me John Wall. No, okay. John Wall wasn't. John Wall was the number one pick, right? <clears throat> so Beasley. Oh yeah, that's right. Beasley that's right. and Rose went one two, but it has Westbrook in that draft. Was he in that draft? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, wow. That was actually... Listen yeah, yeah, yeah. to this. That makes sense. Uh, okay, so Rose, Westbrook, Drogic, uh, Ben Gordon, or Eric Gordon, I'm sorry, OJ Mayo, uh, um, George Hill, and, well, Mario Chalmers. Yeah, you were right about Mario Chalmers. Wow, how did you pull that out of your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Out of every player in that draft, look, I'm looking up the draft. That was the one I was like, Mario Lopez was in that draft. Um, Roy Hibbert was in that draft. That, Mario Chalmers, probably not the name that popped out of my fucking... <laughs> what, what pick was he? Dude, he's a 34th pick and you picked him. <laughs> hey, I got it. You definitely got it. <laughs> That's way more impressive than anything else we talked about today. <laughs> oh wow okay um uh, well since you since you had a little trivia question for me i actually saw a pretty funny random one today i'll I'll throw one right back at you can you name the all-time leading father son assist duo in nba history john stockton (laughs) <laughs> you fucking am I right? Loser. You probably know that just because Dave Stockton <laughs> no, no, was no, on the no, Lakers, no. huh? No, no, no. Am I right though? 
Yeah. Because the only reason is like I, uh, Mark Jackson doesn't have a, a kid in the league. Um, Magic doesn't have a kid in the league. Uh, Jason Kidd doesn't. Oh, okay. You know, like the f- top five in the list. Like in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I think John Stockton's the only one that has somebody. Yeah, it's, it's like John Stockton has like fifteen thousand, like eight hundred six assists, and his and son's his got son, like eight. <laughs> David David has nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the Lakers for a second too, like this year, yeah, last yeah. year, I think it was. So, um, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing that's uh, sometimes like some of these guys make it in the league. You know, like Grant's in the league, and his dad was a very good player, and he's a good player. Like he's not, he's never, uh, he doesn't look like he's gonna be a great player, right? But then there's these guys that like, you know, they'll never. It's could you imagine like Bronny coming into the league and having to live up to lebron's expectations or standards or like michael jordan's kids when they were coming up having to eat they didn't get drafted but even if they got into the league could you imagine like the scrutiny that would be on them every day well your dad used to do this you can't do this why you know like i couldn't imagine the stress that would put on a kid i mean i think you think that but i think that everyone within is pretty well aware of that, you know? So I think like, if you take like, for example, Timmy, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s kid, you know? Yeah. Like he was probably pretty well aware of stuff like that. So he, he probably, you probably go out of the way to not put pressure on them yeah. or to, to let them grow up mm-hmm. on their own and do their own thing. You know, I think they're pretty aware of stuff like that. Well, but I mean, Cause you're seeing it more and more. There's, there's oh, more yeah. and more kids yeah. that are, that are uh, making it to the NBA. That dads were dads were in the NBA, so it's it didn't happen as much back in the day, but it's it's happening more and more and more now. No, so. I agree to that. I just um, but once again, um, you know, Tim Hardaway and and MJ are two different levels of. Well, greatness. the reason I even gave that example was because like Tim Hardaway was like a point guard, right. Right, right, right. You know, and his son's a completely different player. Right. You know, right, he's, right. he's not nothing even similar. So right. it's like, how are you going to compare and say, why can't you do the stuff that your yeah. dad does if you're not the same yeah. body type? And what was the other guy? Um, uh, Gary, uh, I forget. I, I don't know if it's, it's not Gary. Oh, yeah. Gary Trent Jr. He's on the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. that shooter, you know, but his dad is like a power forward. Yeah. 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 Well, usually you know, that's like what happens, forward, though, right? Power like, forward, like, usually, usually. If, son smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And Tim Hardaway is way bigger, but like Usually. Uh, uh, Grant is probably the same size as his dad. He's just maybe not as broad as his dad, but that, that generation right. of player has also died off. You know, you're either a center or basically a stretch, you know, you're basically a, our, a three. I don't know if you know, but the, the, the Grant brothers, there's three of them, you know, there's Jeremy Grant, there's Jerry and Grant who played on the Bulls. A few years ago, he's a point guard, and uh, then there's another Grant brother too. I forget his uh, name, but there's three of them. I didn't know that. And they're all yeah. they're all Harvey Grant's kids. Yeah, because they're not Horse Grant's kids, or at yeah. least yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, and then okay, so this is one last little 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 toss in there. The last three times Denver has made it to the Western Conference Finals. Can you name who they played? Mm, probably one of them was the Lakers, I'm assuming. 
all three of them always been the Lakers. I, I, I was, you didn't let me finish. I was, gonna, I was going to say that. I was going to say, I'm assuming one of them was Lakers. And since you asked, I'm just going to throw out that I think all three of them were against yeah. the Lakers. And but, then here's yeah. here's a little crazy part of the two thousand. The last time they went to the uh, Western Conference Finals against the Lakers it was 2009. So that uh-huh. year, Lakers finished first in the West. This year, Lakers finished first in the West. That year, they beat the Rockets in the second round. This year, they beat the Rockets in the second round. This, uh, that year, they t- took Nuggets, the, or they beat the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. This year, they're playing the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. That year, they won the championship, hit Kobe's fourth championship in Orlando. LeBron is chasing his fourth championship, and they're playing in Orlando. Good, good for you, man. Do you want a cookie? No, no. Like how fucking crazy is just like whether they win or not. Like, isn't it? Isn't there a lot of similarities that there? You can't deny all of the similarities. I mean, it's reaching. It's like Kobe in Orlando, LeBron in Orlando. It's like, come on. For the fourth championship each, first round, second round. The only time Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals is when they fucking play the Lakers and they lose in the Western Conference Finals to the Lakers. I'm not big on conspiracy theory. You it's not a conspiracy like theory. A million, how is a million of those similarities? How is this like a conspiracy theory? No, no, no. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying like you can always find some similarities throughout. But yeah, that's 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 pretty. It's pretty similar. Well, it's pretty similar. Well, welcome back, Iden, and being a fucking Debbie Downer to the another <laughs> podcast. Um, once again, he's back and annoying the shit out of me like he always fucking does. So if you think I'm right about this fucking random but coincidental uh, similarities between the two, 2009-2020, uh, let me know. And let me know when Aiden is fucking out of his goddamn mind and I might replace him with Ali again. <laughs> those years aren't similar. I'm telling you, those years are different. Uh, fuck you, and I'm taking. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I'm not gonna rejoice in anything, Lakers. I mean, is this surprising to you? Like, no, but you know, like, give you, you know, a pat as, on the as, back. Like, as, like, fuck you, dude. Like, I, shit about your Lakers. I, look, the, the Bulls are so shitty. I, I kind of want them to be successful. Like, I root for them for your sake, but you don't even root. <laughs> oh, I root. <laughs> Just the opposite way. <laughs> fucking asshole thank you for listening and um hopefully item will be back next week if not it'll be a better (laughs) show Um, who knows we'll see y'all later peace (laughs) fuck you peace out one love bitch